0: Welcome to the pod during Master's Week in mid-November, and uh, first things first, a quick shout-out, rest in peace, Alex
1: Trebek, greatest game show host there ever was and ever will be. Amen. Amen. So, Jeopardy's a sport. We get to cover Jeopardy because Jeopardy's a sport.
0: It's the ultimate battle of knowledge, and like naming numbers on the board
1: your story so
0: where are we oh yeah master's week normally nebraska won't be playing football during it this year we are
1: about that so normally this would bring me immense joy not reason, so
0: the reason why it doesn't is um we kind of the bed against Northwestern took ourselves out of the division race and set ourselves up for what's looking to be yet another disappointing season because if you can't score more than 13 points against Northwestern despite having 442 total
1: yards. Something is wrong. I mean, okay, you say we took ourselves out of the division race, and I love your optimism, but we were. Functionally 0-2 coming into this game. You Not know, we really look at that team that just played Northwestern and tell me they would have beaten Wisconsin. Never okay. in a million. I mean, let's be let's be perfectly realistic about what this team is for this podcast. I, I'm done with the sunshine.
0: Like <laughs> have to take advantage of those opportunities. You know, normally Nebraska wouldn't get a break like that where we swerve a good team on the schedule. Every single team besides Wisconsin looked very winnable, you know, going into that game, specifically Northwestern, who we thought Chaos Magic might work in our favor for once. And
1: that just didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know we also didn't put ourselves in a good position towards the end of that game. Like as much as the chaos magic against Northwestern is constant, like at, I I really only got to watch bits and pieces of the game because I was at work. But every time I tuned in, the play calling was making me scratch my head. The on field decision-making was abysmal Um, from quarterback decision-making to the kind of penalties we were getting that were just, I mean, there's ones where it feels like it's nitpicky and then there's ones where no, that was a legitimate screw up by someone on our, on our team. And we had, I don't know, probably upwards of three to five of those in pretty key moments You know, for me, those penalties tell not only the story of the game, but a pretty big part of the story of what I think the rest of this season is going to look like for this team. That, sure, we might string together good sets of downs and good drives, but I don't think you can realistically trust this team to put games away unless their talent gap is so big over another team that they can just, you know, trounce them. Because I think at this point, you've got to think we've got even or a little better talent than Northwestern, right? Oh, I thought watching that game was
0: abundantly clear that we were the more talented team.
1: Right. And, And if you can't win games when you're the more talented team, I'm running out of places to point the finger. I don't know. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I mean, I do think that when you're clearly the
0: more talented team, which I thought we showed that we were, when our offense was moving the ball down the field, you know, before we either A got a penalty that took us out of boring position stalled in the red zone or threw an interception, which were the most likely outcomes of pretty much everything that we did that day. We were moving the ball down the field, especially on that first drive. It looked like one of the best teams in college football. I'm dead serious. Yep. When I watched Clemson and Notre Dame that <laughs> night, when they were doing that, it reminds me, when we were doing that, Differences. difference is they actually finish it. Right. Yeah, when you players have the talent like that, I think the blame has to fall on the coaches, especially when I'm going to pull something up real quick because this just blew my mind. During the game, Nebraska was at the Northwestern 28-yard line, Northwestern 20-yard line, Northwestern 11-yard line, again, the Northwestern 20. Northwestern 25, Northwestern 2, Northwestern 14. Neither, none of those drives where we got that
1: far resulted in a touchdown. Right. And how many were even, like, there were a lot of those where we pissed it away to the point where we couldn't even get a field goal. Yep. We had one missed field goal, two interceptions. Which three. nine points was enough to close that game. Yep. If we put away that field goal, and we don't throw those stupid picks, that's ball game. And you've got to think... Now, I mean, I don't know how to broach this gently, um, but we won't be the first people in Nebraska to be having this conversation, even in a public setting. What to do with Adrian Martinez, man? Where are you at with that? I think
0: that he likely lost his job against Northwestern. I know that's a big statement to say. Part of it's probably wishful thinking on my part. When the chips were down against Northwestern, we needed to go the length of the field just to have a prayer at tying the game Luke McCaffrey was out there, not Adrian Martinez. This was truly like back and forth type deal, and Adrian was the clear number one. You Frost would want him out there in that situation. You know what? McCaffrey was out there. He got us down the field. If there's another minute on the game clock, we probably tie that game
1: or have at least. No, the if we were to. better at getting out of bounds, we probably tie that game. If we made play calls that got our players out of bounds we probably would have won that or tied that game. And I think we would have won it in overtime. I watched every second of that last drive. Sorry, boss. And it was incredibly frustrating to watch him throw to the middle of the field and then take forever to get the ball snapped. And sure, maybe we wouldn't have gotten there. But that just felt like, a team that was resigned to losing to a team that was not as good as them. Which I think is, is even more deeply concerning to me than like we're having quarterback issues. And, and I think you're right. I think it's going to be real interesting this weekend to see who starts and who gets more snaps. I guess I'd be comfortable in a world where we use both of them a little bit, but I would vastly prefer to see McCaffrey, if not get, you know, if not be the only quarterback to get the vast majority of the snaps, because you also got to realize that Luke is probably almost as athletically talented, if not more than Adrian. He's a better decision maker with another year he's a sophomore this year yeah
0: no he's a freshman he redshirted last year because of
1: ncaa that's right
0: so he's actually got
1: two more years of eligibility than adrian yes eligibility remind the audience again it's frozen for this
0: year so next year luke will still be a freshman for the third year in a row we will be playing him as a freshman (laughs)
1: <laughs> he's going to win the Heisman Um, that's awesome oh I forgot about that oh you've made my day that's great news uh, Like you said we weren't going to do the whole optimism thing but we'll oh, I'm, I'm all on the I, I'm so done with this team this year that I'm already on the Kool-Aid train for next year and I feel similarly about this team that I do the Red Sox this year. If you're going to pick a year to just piss down your leg, this is the one
0: mm-hmm. um, exactly when there's this point I've heard it's like this year, from this point on, is more about seeing what we have in loop and, you know, trying to get a meaningful result on the football field. Like if we win. Great. We're going to try to do that, but, you know, these games going forward are more, let's see what we have in these players, let's see what we need to improve on. season's kind of a wash. So next year, when we get something that's more normal than this, knock on wood. Yeah. more set up to compete, because we'll know what we have in all these players. It's probably like one of the reasons where it seems like we had a different backup running back on Saturday. We juffled in new wide receivers on Saturday. We're trying to help a lot of new people in the secondary and linebacking for. We're just seeing what we have in these people. We're, when the normal years come back, we can play the best people with the most experience.
1: Right. Yeah, I hear you there. It's frustrating to be really two games in your schedule and saying, I mean, two, three, depends on how you're counting, and say, I mean, I guess we're going to punt on the entire season. Um, Part of that's the nature of just not having time to turn things around. Thanks, Kevin Warren. Um, Also, Like I don't know if this is a this week conversation. I think it's probably an after next week mid-season review sort of thought. But eventually, we need to talk about the fact that, like, it was safer to play football games several weeks ago than Mm -hmm. it is now. Right? And if you could, if you had built into your scheduled time off, you could take a couple weeks off now as cases spiked and say, we'll still get everybody to play everybody in their division. Let's just take away the cross-divisional games as much as we can. You know, you could have scheduled these because we knew in about September and arguably August that there was going to be a spike in November and December.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know, but that's, that whole decision's making less and less sense to me. What's new on the Ohio State-Maryland front? I haven't had a chance to follow that. They don't appear to be
0: looking for another game, so looks like our fears of the Big Ten allowing Ohio State to schedule a game outside the conference and yet going us the door aren't exactly true. We don't know exactly if Ohio
1: State's tried, but it doesn't look like they have. You know, I'm... uh... I don't know if I'm relieved or bummed out that this doesn't give us a quick exit from the conference, but, you
0: know, good to know. Just today, for the first time, the college football playoff announced that they will be discussing delaying the playoff announcement. So, really, we've got ourselves in this nine games and nine weeks jam or nothing, depending on how far they delay it. So, there could potentially still be a chance we get the Wisconsin game depending on how we respond to the away.
1: way. I would be surprised. I just think, like, sure, we'd probably like to play Wisconsin. But I don't think Wisconsin feels the need to play us. Mm -hmm. And I don't think, unless they're looking for money. And I don't think the Big Ten cares whether we play Wisconsin. And that's frustrating, you know. Mm -hmm. But I I would be surprised if we see that game, even if the playoff schedule is delayed.
0: Yeah, especially if they're in the driver's seat of the division and the loss would mean either Northwestern or Purdue to to the Big Ten championship game.
1: Right. I mean, that's what the Big Ten wants. Wisconsin, Ohio State and Ohio State to just trounce Wisconsin. Which they will do. Or, you know, we we looked kind
0: of flat after having a week off. Ohio State has a week off. I'm actually working on this story about this for the DN, but found zero correlations between having a week off and the next game. I did the math right here since our studio was broken, but... You can see that. Ooh. yeah, just wasn't a good story since there are literally no differences. But I feel like there's a story in that. Well, I didn't get it in in time too because that was the whole election week thing. And
1: oh, it was the last week thing. I got you. Yeah, I just. What was the story you were working on for yesterday? About uh, this being the
0: first home game and this stance. It's only the parents, so I interviewed some Husker parents about what it means to be there watching their kids play in person.
1: Yo, that's awesome. Yeah, should be up today. Oh, it's up now? Should be. As of the end of this month, both Justin and I will be DN employees, so that's exciting. I'll be working on the COVID team so Justin can peddle you more joy and I can peddle you sorrow. It'll be great. I think this will be the first time we've worked on the same publication, won't it? It will be. That's exciting. Unless you count this. (laughs) Oh, obviously. World-beating journalism around here. (laughs) So, even though I saw it, it makes no difference in the numbers. The next game
0: on Ohio State's schedule, since Maryland is canceled, against Top 10
1: Deanna. (sighs) Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Are you referring to 9 Windiana And top 10-Deanna. They just cracked
0: the 10th spot in the AP poll. 9-win Oh, Deanna. my
1: God. Top 10-Deanna. Collision course. Who does 9 wind, play this week to get, what is this, their fourth win? I want to say this is like
0: job looking at the schedule this week is depressing. All those cancels.
1: Uh, Michigan <laughs> State. Love it. Absolutely love it. You oh, feel comfortable about that game. Yes. Speaking of oh, Lord. comfortable about games, uh in states 0
0: and 3 right now. Do we actually have a shot? Because they got slaughtered at home by Maryland,
1: team that got slaughtered by Northwestern week one. All right. All right. Give me an answer to uh, give, give me a moment to answer that question, Justin. Mm-hmm. Um, just a moment. No, of course we don't have a chance. Have you seen this team play? Have you seen this team play? We don't look like winning football games. We just don't. And unless We've had a really, 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 really good week of practice, which I'm beginning to believe just translates into a good week of practice. Uh, no. Are you crazy? I don't care that Penn State has sucked. We've sucked too. We lost a game to a team that we definitely have a talent deficit to, but it wasn't even close. And then we didn't get to play our second game. And in our third game, in a team that has a significant, not massive, but significant talent deficit to us, we still found a way to the bad. No, I I have seen so many people online who are confident about this weekend against Penn State. And I ask you, name one thing that this team has inspired confidence in on the field. This is where the Husker hype machine starts to drive me crazy. Because everyone has just started to aggregate all the positives they've gotten drawn from every weekend and started to imagine that those are the only things there. Justin Johnson just went in the water. Ooh. So what hole is that? Four or five? Six. Six. Okay. I was trying to remember which one of those has has the trouble. I was wrapping up, so that was a nice segue into your response to my little mini rant there. Well, uh, you saw how the offense looked with Luke last week. Oh, my God. Granted, Not you, too.
0: Red zone play calling was the main reason we didn't see anything happen from it. The, when we were on the two-yard line, the fact that we still tried to go up the middle baffled me, especially passing up the middle, because Western strength on defense is their front seven. How, how do we know, not know that? How do we still try to go up the middle? You know, that doesn't work. A lot of teams in the Big Ten can't do that to them. What you do, for P.O. to the outside, if you get Luke running towards the corner of the end zone, you know, a tight end or Magic Mills or Wandale, the spell just in front of him, rolling out as well, the defender has to either choose, hey, I'm going to go for the sack and, make him make the throw, or I'm going to cover in the end zone and make him die for the corner.
1: Y- yes, yes. get a touchdown out of that. Okay. You it's know that. More. You know that. And I know that. And God knows that. But apparently our coaches don't know that. And that's concerning moving forward. Right? It's very concerning. At least with Luke, you know,
0: slightly improve the play calling. We can get some touchdowns against Penn
1: State. Sure. I also think that their defense looked terrible against Maryland. Yeah, but you've got to assume that Penn State has made improvements. Because Penn State, really? in good years and bad years, are a team that improves. I mean, I guess my thing is, like, we went into the
0: season with very high hopes. <laughs> they ran into Indiana week one, lost the skin of their teeth in overtime, grounded by Ohio State week two, but that happens to everybody. So after losing to Maryland, being less in the division now, I don't know what Penn State has to play for. I don't exactly know if we have anything more to play for. but That's, that's also a good question. If it comes down to whose locker room is more demoralized,
1: you know, they'd have to give one hell of a pep talk for it not to be Penn State right now. That's all I'm thinking about. I mean, maybe. I would feel great about this game if we'd found a way to win at the weekend. hmm But we didn't. And we don't have anything left to play for. Right? Like, I guess we talked about how, like, when we did our season preview, it's like, okay, it looks like our first three games are going to be next to unwinnable. Mm-hmm. I guess now you say, okay, now we've got this fourth or this second possibly winnable game. Northwestern was winnable. We've got this second chance. We're going to bench Adrian, which I think it's going to be interesting what that does psychologically to the team. I imagine they're loyal to him. I imagine he feels like their leader. At the same time, they must know this isn't working, and they must know he's gotten a million chances. And so I imagine the writing is on the wall there. And Also, Luke's probably got a
0: pretty short leash. Definitely shorter than what Adrian had last week. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. And so I guess you can say, like, if we win this game, then we only need to win three. Well, no, because of the ninth game. I guess we need to win three of the next four and then the ninth game to get to over 500. But again, they're going to a bowl game no matter what. Mm -hmm. No matter what. I mean, I guess if we didn't win any of our games, we might not get sent. Yeah, this sucks. Right now my main goal for the rest of the season is just to beat Iowa. That would be glorious. Yes. I mean that would that would almost emotionally for me wipe all of this away. Mm-hmm. I I don't know if the coaches realize that. But I like they do. at at this point I'm willing to give Scott Frost one more year after this. Because I recognize like if this was a normal season and we were playing like this Even if there were some wins early in the schedule, if this was our conference play, this could, I I would be a lot more vocal if this was a normal season. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now, I think a big part of the question is who the hell do you go to after this? But, like, you see coaches all across the country turning around programs. And you've got to imagine that for the kind of money we're paying Scott Frost, you could get somebody to at least be doing a better job of that here. Since this is a weird season, I'm willing to give Scott another year after this, I'm not gonna like come out and be like we gotta get rid of him now. But I think next year is gonna be pivotal for him. I think an Iowa win would win him more goodwill among fans than you know, then they probably even realize. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say
0: he's in danger of anything yet. It's just that the coming years after this, it has to be clear that this performance was only because it was such a weird year because we didn't have our spring and summer practices. Because we had games canceled in the middle of the season, because quite frankly, right. even the teams that were really good this year were total flukes. Like, the Indiana Northwestern are back to like two and nine next
1: year. You know, no one's going to take right. this seriously if that happens. But if he doesn't get his act together next year, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I think the
1: will start to get hot. I don't see
0: Moose pulling that trigger. Actually, I don't see him
1: pulling that trigger at all. I think Frost goes, Moose goes with him. Yeah, I I think it's a Moose goes, Frost goes in that order situation. Like, I think it'll get to a point where Ronnie can't fundraise if his football team isn't respectable. I really, like, I realize there are a lot of vultures out there who, like, for whatever reason, think it would be fun if Scott Frost... Like, sucked, and I I want him to be good. Don't get me wrong. I want nothing more than this team to succeed. I just don't know if I see that in the cards at this point, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm with you
0: there. I really, really want Scott Frost to succeed as coach of this team. I, I get that there are a lot of people out there who enjoy laughing at Nebraska. And, you know, picking us while we're down and saying we – complain so much about not having a football season yet this is what we do in it like we're we're getting a lot of crap from a lot of sides and even though you know, CBS sports and the Yahoos of the world put frost on their hot seat articles, don't get the sense that that's happening just yet but no maybe they're I want to say like they know something we don't they're more in reality about who he is than we are on the inside. I, I'm, not so, I'm not sure if that's true or not, obviously,
1: but there's a they might be more in reality, right? In a normal world, in a normal football team, would he be on the hot seat? I think so, but this is Nebraska, and we're weird. Yeah. If he wasn't who he was, he would likely be on the hot seat. If, if this falls through, if this great Frost experiment doesn't work, you know who I want next? Mike Leach. <laughs> Nothing more would I love, would, love than to have Mike Leach coach this football team. It would be entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. It might not always be
0: good, but will always be worth watching.
1: And right, which the- honestly is what this university needs. Because, I, you know, here here's the other thing. It, it gets really quickly into the question of if Scott can't do it, who can? Right. What is going wrong that is fixable? I I don't I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, you look at coaches across the country who are doing good. I mean Scott Frost, you know, he like he made the absolute sense for the perfect tiger at the time, you know. Hottest up-and-coming coach from a group of five school. But those don't always pan out at the power five level. Which is, who have different things around, you know, their their backgrounds are all over the place. Look at Tom Allen of Indiana right now. He was defensive coordinator at South Florida before he was hired at Indiana. Now he's got Indiana in the top ten. Yeah, what the hell? This notion that, like, only a prodigal son with Nebraska ties, a proven coaching record, and lead the team victory, I don't think that's true. I just think you need to do a bunch of interviews and just find the right guy, no matter who that is. I think yeah. there are definitely coaches. Maybe it's Frost who can turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. I think it's foolish to say if he can't do it, who can? When. Okay. Mean, Allen did go to Indiana, so he's not the perfect example, but you know, defensive coordinator at South Florida to Indiana head coach, you know. Sure. There are people all over the college football landscape who could turn this team around. I don't exactly know who that is at the moment, but you can't look at stuff like that and tell me there isn't a coach who exists
1: could turn this program around. You just can't. That's fair. All right, Justin, what are our Coca-Cola keys to the game against Penn State? Please sponsor us. Please sponsor us. I want money. We have an app now. Coca-Cola does.
0: Really? Yeah. Because I was in the Wendy's the other day. Oh, man, I love Wendy's. They are very good. They they have the seal of (laughs) approval of this podcast. I was in the Wendy's. Also sponsor us. Yes.
1: (laughs) It's that Wendy's on campus that has the Coca-Cola freestyle machine. Yo, that was great. That's mm-hmm. the best Wendy's in town, hands down. Agreed. And because of COVID, don't want a bunch of people touching that machine.
0: So you download the Coca-Cola app, you order your drink there, and you press, like, pour on your phone, and the machine pours it for you.
1: Yo, that's some space aid, bro. Yeah. Welcome to the future. Holy I'm sorry, I got a little sweary there, but I think it was warranted, because that's incredible! It is! It's the greatest thing I've ever seen! Oh my god. That's that's the best news ever. There is a god, and his name is Coca-Cola. <laughs> now I want Wendy's. I'm gonna have to go there later. Oh yeah. That, uh, biggie bag deal. That's the... That's the the bomb, for sure. Oh, so good You get like, crispy chicken sandwich, some nuggies, fries, drink. Okay, you called you called them nuggies, and I I am now honor bound to kill you. I apologize. What the hell? You're a grown man. Nuggies. You know what we haven't done? We haven't dug into the whole wing debate that ravaged oh. our town on this pod. And I would just like to say that I totally agree with wig guy that we should call them saucy nugs or trash. I, I saw a sticker on like a
0: post around campus the other day that was like, it was like a line of his face and said, hashtag
1: saucy nugs. So the movement is still alive. Oh, yeah. No, do you follow him on Twitter? He's actually a great Twitter follow. I should. It's super fun as you watch your football team collapse into nothing and your democracy struggle to survive to just, like, read a whole thread about people's favorite wing flavors. (laughs) I'm a lemon pepper guy myself. But, uh... Gotta go buffalo sauce for me. Medium. I mean, fair. Fair. What's your favorite place to get wings? Ooh. Good question. I really like Buffalo Wings and Rings. Dude, me too.
0: hmm That place is the best. Name is terrible. Obviously a knockoff beat-up.
1: Their wings right. are huge. They're good. The rings, also good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the wings, they're massive. All of the flavors are good. Um, I am also a big fan of, oddly enough, Slim Chickens. Ooh.
0: Fantastic,
1: pretty it. affordable chicken wings, and if you do the the three for three combo, which is my go to, you get three chicken tenders and three wings and two sides. It's it's great. Always go chicken and waffles there. Oh, that's good stuff. There's chicken waffles is good, good. too. Yep. Alright, we have just hit for the weirdness cycle. Oh, yeah. Um, Coca-Cola keys to the game, Justin. Oh,
0: what do we need to do against Penn State?
1: Word. Number one, finish. Drive. <laughs> but, I think we can put this under the All-State keys to football. We don't need to read
0: the list again, but we got down to Northwestern yeah. 20 and above, six times that a touchdown. Only touchdown drive of the game, where we gained 442 total yards, is a three-yard touchdown drive. That means there are 439 yards we gained for nothing. Yep. Fun. That's fun. So we have to find some way to get into the end zone when we get the chance. That's that's the key to football. It's also the key to the game. Another key funny how that is, works. This is basically how you do that I think. Find an actual deep threat and not a tight end. Amen. I don't know what we're doing going to Vokalek like and Austin Allen Deep when we have the top junior college receiver recruit in the country <laughs> with six foot four and two hundred and twenty pounds.
1: Is what I'm hearing uh, the key to this game is to get in a time machine and convince Spielman not to transfer? Just play Omar Manning for more than six snaps? Yeah, that makes no sense to me.
0: Even Chris Hickman, who's like six foot two, an actual wide receiver. We have guys who, on paper, fit the physical description for a deep threat. Yet we're locking stuff up to tight ends.
1: It makes no sense to
0: me. Right. So, I say, if you throw deep, don't throw it to a tight end. That's my second key to the game. Yeah. But my third key to the game, I'm just going to say, like, wrap up and tackle. Because the defense played fine against Northwestern. That's the reason why we haven't talked about them much. On Northwestern's touchdowns, they were bad. They were just- yeah featured a lot of guys just throwing themselves at the running back instead of actually wrapping up and tackling.
1: This is another All-State key to football. Like, this is just like, which is why I'm so concerned about this team. Is like, typically, like, if we had had the basics together, we would have beat Northwestern. Yep. But yeah, I I think I'm with you that we need to find a way into the end zone that's probably through our wide receivers. Um, we need to find... What was the second thing we just talked about? Why is it leaving my mind? Right the and Yeah. Yeah. And those are all, like, not, I would think, in- incredibly complicated things because I see other teams do this week in, week out without fail. And they're not as talented as us. No, not at all. And
0: Penn State's another team with buckets of talent that just can't execute this year. So there's a chance we could have a second Chaos Magic game in, the, in a row where both teams are doing everything they can to lose this one.
1: That's That's kind of my prediction. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's gonna end up 21-13 Penn State. Same, same old, same old. I, I also have Penn State winning. I think,
0: isn't like based on any football things, but it would just be so Nebraska, Penn State to figure everything out in the meantime. So oh, and just thrash us. Yeah. the The back of my mind, that's what I feel is going to happen. I'm going like. 3417 Penn State They figured things out rather quickly, and we we're only able to
1: succeed in garbage time. That checks out. After oh, the- I want my answer back. Oh, you're right. That's exactly what's going to happen. Don't get us wrong. I think we love the opposite.: Yes. I don't know what the opposite would mean. like if we win, next week's podcast is going to be interesting. If we I lose, mean, it's a big shrug. Yeah, exactly. That, that some people on the radio were talking
0: about was like, last week's a must-win game, and we lost. What does that make this week's game like? What's the point of the season then? Like, if we win, great. If we lose, we'll be so what? Like,
1: right.
0: That Northwestern loss basically snapped our
1: season. Yep. Well, you know, I hope the boys go out there and have fun. I'm sure they'll still get orange juice boxes and and, and orange slices and uh and probably probably booster money afterwards. So it'll all be fine. They deserve it. <laughs> Do they? I would like them to be earning their illegally gained money at this point. I mean, so here's here's one of the things I like about the name and likeness thing. Mm-hmm. Is that, like, eventually, if you suck, less people are going to buy your jersey. That's neat. I like that. Yeah. I like that there's actual recourse here. Oh, just
0: imagining, like, the bookstore swapping out all the Adrian
1: shirts for Luke's shirts. Just oh, sure. my God. I, I think it'd be even funnier if they just quietly, slowly started taking more and more Frost merch down every week. I'm surprised we haven't seen that
0: more. I'm surprised, like, sister headquarters are, like, still having Frost gear in the window. Right. Yeah, like, honestly. Who's buying that now? Like, grandmas who don't pay attention, they're just looking for a gift for their grandkids, maybe?
1: Maybe. You know... It would be interesting, say, if I had a friend who worked for the DN uh, sports staff, it would be interesting to go to those stores and ask them for numbers based on, like, what do you bring in in net revenue every year and compare that to our record. Oh, shoot. For, like, the last 10 or 20 years, how much money do you make a year and does it correlate to wins and losses?
0: I'll add that to my ideas folder.
1: Yeah, for sure. All right, the Masters are on. They're happening. Do you want to talk about them? you want to go watch them?
0: Let's let's give our thoughts on what the Masters are this year.
1: All right. They're weird. Yeah. But I like it. It doesn't really feel like Augusta, but it's not as bad of a thing as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's not as awkward as earlier golf tournaments were for me. Because those were incredibly awkward. Um, I was was watching yesterday, and I don't know about you, but Augusta has always loomed larger than life in my mind, right? But without the patrons to suck up noise and create noise of their own, it feels so much smaller. Like, you kind of just realize, like, wait is it a cathedral of the game? Yes, but at the end of the day, it's just a golf course in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Justin, there was an ambulance that went by. And I was like, oh, we must be on one of the holes on the edge of the course. And then we flipped to like a hole on the back nine. And you can still hear the same ambulance. Which wouldn't be weird on a normal golf course, but it's Augusta! <laughs> And the fact that, like, I don't know. I just made the connection that, like, oh, God, this is a normal place. And I think it was that in conjunction with the lack of patrons. Because you really have to focus. There's nobody in the crowd to get distracted by, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Like, you,
1: when you're watching, you really have to focus on the golf. Um, yeah, it was, it was spooky um course is playing interestingly i think so what's interesting is um they showed a graphic yesterday that normally in spring the wind is coming from the south southeast and now the wind is coming from the north northwest which is changing how you have to play certain holes so that's 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 fun and interesting um but the greens are as fast as ever it rained yesterday, but they were still slippery. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun, and I think it's still. You know, I haven't seen anything lately. What's the leaderboard at right now? Let me. Johnson at minus eight.
0: Him minus seven. The South Korean, Justin Thomas also at minus seven, and clubhouse eater of yesterday, Paul Casey, at minus seven as well. Then a whole gaggle of folks at like. Minus six, five,
1: three, one. What happened to Tiger? Oh, he hasn't teed off yet.
0: No, yeah.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay, so, like, not gonna lie, would love for Tiger to win it, because what the hell, why not? He's mm-hmm. still the defending master champion, which seems so weird. <laughs> Um, but also, if Paul Casey wins, I'll be pretty damn happy. I like Paul Casey a lot.
0: Yeah, he's, he's
1: been around the block a time or two. Even. I don't know if he's won a major or not
0: yet. So that I don't cool. think he has. Yeah. But any predictions for who's going to ultimately pull this out? I, I've got this really uh. odd feeling about the guy in 8th place right now. Christian Zubunvork. South Africa, the name that weird to start this good at Augusta, something's going to happen with this guy. He's, he, he's the next Schwartz, so keep an eye on him. I've got
1: an odd feeling about him. Okay, I want to say again, as I told Justin yesterday, that I think it's anybody's tournament. Mm-hmm. If you held a gun to my head, i picked pick Tiger Woods because I just don't think you can count this guy out at Augusta. In his post-round interview, he said something fascinating yesterday, which is like, Augusta is the major they come back to every single year. And they play it at the same course every single year. And Tiger, I looked it up, has been winning at Augusta since two years before I was born. For context, I can drink next week. Right? His career has spanned the time it takes a person to, from two years before they're an infant to legal drinking age. That's insane. And I just think he knows this course and there's nothing about his game that says he can't win on this course and I think if he goes out and posts a good score today I mean if Tiger's leading going into the weekend I think he just can't. Mm -hmm. I think if he's even in Two strokes off the lead going into the weekend. You almost give him the advantage. I think so, too. Like, how many majors is
0: Tiger at right now? At 15, Jack's at 18. And Tiger Woods could never dream of catching that record. I don't know what he gets besides Augusta. No. The fact that I'm not not counting him out, just doing that, catching him at Augusta
1: alone, That would be the most Tiger thing in the world. Oh, it would. Is I'm just going to win the Masters three out of the next five years and catch Jack. Because, wait, if he wins this time, it puts him at 15? No, it puts him at 16 if he wins this time. And so two more Masters over the course of his lifetime? Yeah. Oh, he (sighs) could do that easily. Oh, yeah. And I could totally see him saying, okay, I'm going to pick a year to retire. Because how old is he at this point? 44. Yeah. I mean, he's got six more years until he's got to join the senior tour. We've seen guys over 50, including Jack, win the Masters before, right? Wasn't Jack, like, 55 for his last Masters or something crazy like that? Um, he was 46. Ah, I see. But sports medicine has gotten a lot better in that we invented sports medicine. <laughs> so, yeah, I I don't think you can count Tiger out of this race. I don't think you can anymore. I think in a, a couple of years ago it was reasonable to say Tiger will never catch Jack. Mm-hmm. I think now, three majors in six years, that's doable especially if he gets two Augustas in a row. Yeah. Well, are you saying last one and this one? Yeah. Because then I guess that would be four majors in seven years. But, yeah, I think... And, you know, there are courses coming up on the... uh, You have to have a hot take in one direction or the other on this guy. Yeah. And I, by the way, am not endorsing his behavior, nor saying he deserves these championships. I'm just saying... It feels possible. Mm -hmm. I agree as well.
0: Yeah. The Tiger Woods story, you know, when when everything's all said and done and he gets his last dance style documentary, that's going to be fascinating, especially now that we don't know what the ending's
1: going to be. Tiger's getting one. I, I think this is just going to be a thing that, like, high-performing, particularly male, particularly black athletes are going to get from now on is just the last dance treatment. Which I think is great, because I love those documentaries. Tom Brady will get it. I don't think people care enough. Like Tom Brady doesn't have enough intrigue to get me to watch that. But, uh, you know what? Straight up, I would watch a Peyton Manning one and not a Tom Brady one. I think there's probably a lot of people in that camp. I'd watch a Belichick one. Oh, I'd watch the Belichick one every day of the week because at the end of the day, that's the Tom Brady one. It's <laughs> kind of like how how The Last Dance was really about Phil Jackson, but Phil Jackson's a good enough guy to let Michael have it. LeBron's gonna get one, oh, and yet LeBron. And, and yet, LeBron is never going to be as good as Jordan by any metric. And so, it will just suck and be the, like, half blast ads. We'll we'll have to see, though, how good Space Jam 2 is going to be. That, that's, that's true. That's true. And his, his minor league baseball career.
0: Mm-hmm. So, I'm not counting him out of the conversation yet. And if LeBron does win another one this year, he will have won a championship. At at one year older than Jordan was when he won his last one, so.
1: When is Space Jam
0: 2 scheduled for? Next year, like all movies are now, but.
1: Right. We should do a. uh, a July 26, 2021. Hell yeah. We should do either a pod commentary track or we should do like a immediate reaction after seeing it. Yes.
0: Oh, God. That, that sounds great. Wrong. Like, lose the second round of the playoffs. And
1: then has the Space Jam movie come out. Woo-hoo. I have a confession to make. What? Um, I've Don't. never seen Space Jam 1. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. I need to change it. I'll make the change. I promise. You better. You look legitimately disappointed in me. You look ah. sad about this news. Space Jam is
0: the best thing to happen in 90s animation damn i i don't know how else to describe it like every bit of 90s kid nostalgia that you don't have also kind of have
1: (laughs) it's that movie fair enough all right man good talking to you let's go watch golf